0: You're listening to Weather with Enthusiasm. Meteorologist Simple left. Weather with Enthusiasm is his podcast. Tuesday, July 18th. You are listening to the podcast Weather with Enthusiasm. It is Monday evening, July 18th, 2023. While much of this world is experiencing beautiful weather, places which have not gotten hit by heat at all really, Alaska. Places like St. Louis, Missouri has not really been seeing much consistent heat. Lots of thunderstorms continuously bring those temperatures down, bring the northern air down south. We even have the smoke, which is reducing temperatures by 1 or 2 degrees in many locations. But the highlight continues to be on the parts of the world which continuously are getting extreme heat, consistent heat. In some areas, the consistency has been unprecedented, such as in Phoenix, Arizona. Today, they saw the 18th consecutive day with a high temperature of 110 degrees or higher. Now, this is going to just increase as we continue to see highs of 110 degrees or higher for at least through Friday for Phoenix, Arizona. We also found out that the North American Mesoscale model was right on when it forecasted a high of 128 for Death Valley, California yesterday. That's the Furnace Creek Station. Death Valley, California. You can't use the European model for Death Valley, California. It just doesn't pick it up, at least the one that's advertised on windy.com. You have to go to the North American Mesoscale. That's the thunderstorm model. But in this case, it was just awesome for temperatures. And also the accuracy and dew points is also quite phenomenal. We have dew points, I think the highlight, this is actually not the highlight, but this is totally remarkable. Dew points of 84 degrees was reported and Porsche of Oklahoma today, and we it, actually it was just about an hour or two ago, dew point 84. The dew point was 84 also earlier in the day when the temperature was 90 degrees. That's a tremendous heat index. I haven't figured it out, but it's probably close, somewhere between 115 and 120, close to 118 degrees perhaps. Uh, totally phenomenal. Well, let's say 114 to 118. I'm going to look it up and when I'm done with this, and I'll see what it is. But that's this is all Fahrenheit, of course, and the Washington Post brings down tons of records from other parts of the world as well. But all of this, all of this is actually hiding the real issue over here. Everyone's so focused on the heat that this is going almost like unnoticed. Not exactly unnoticed. There is talk about it. But this part of the heat is... The most concerning, and if there's anything concerning, it would be this part. It's the marine heat wave that is occurring off the coast of Florida. The National Evergrades Park has an enormous amount of buoys around there, which is taking water temperatures. The water temperatures, you know, there are some areas actually only in the mid-80s. I went through about every single one, a lot of them. There's a lot. Uh, there are some places where the water temperature was only 86 degrees, believe it or not, and many locations in the upper 80s. However, there is a portion, one station I found, where the water temperature was 95.2 degrees. I think it's that station which has been making headlines in the papers. Uh, Apparently, probably that station is the one that hit 98 degrees. I can't find any place that's 98. But that place is 95, and that's what people are getting worked up about, and that's what's really creating all the attention if there is any attention in that area it is that weather station and the above normal water temperatures in general in that area water temperatures generally don't hit 90 degrees in that area till august but you know generally is not really the whole story because i've been in miami beach in june and the water temperatures have been 89 degrees this was 20 years ago so And, you know, water temperatures tend to get very warm, upper 80s, in June and July. Okay, so they hit about 90 in August. We're seeing water temperatures, upper 80s now. Some areas, 90, even 91. But 90 degrees seems to be pretty widespread. You could find 90 degrees on an app. In order to find the 95 degrees, you're really going to have to look hard. You're going to have to find the actual stations for the Evergreen National Park. This is actually the most concerning. All the other heat in the world is just here today, gone tomorrow. Once hurricane season starts, all these heat waves are finished. All of them are finished. And we say goodbye to the heat. That's it. There are... Period. But let's go to the ocean water temperatures because this is something totally it's mysterious it's beyond anything we've ever experienced before if there's anything unprecedented occurring it really is the ocean water temperatures these records which are being broken so they're nice and everything but we break records all the time you break records all the time we are going to go through all these records in the washington post they do an amazing job bringing down all the records there were a couple records which seemed quite impressive But it's the ocean water temperatures which are unprecedented. We have to define what unprecedented means, however, in this case. It means since the 1960s, the water temperatures have never been recorded to be this hot. And it also means that meteorologists are not experienced in dealing with forecasting this type of a situation. The most concerning thing is that if any hurricane should develop, it's going to be supercharged because of these extremely warm water temperatures, which are actually of unknown cause. And I'm going to tell you how we know that in just a minute. But before we get there, we're going to go into the fall season and into the winter all the storms here in the Midwest, all of the storms that have Gulf of Mexico moisture, which is, that is our sor- source of moisture. Once the cornfields are finished, even when the cornfields are here, it's from the Gulf of Mexico. All of these storms, the snowstorms as well, at least for the p- beginning part of the winter, are all going to be supercharged. And this is going to create a lot of uh, weather enthusiasts. Uh, you know, the weather ent- enthusiasts might love it unless you're living in the Florida area. Right now, Now, the savior is the Sahara dust, which is preventing any hurricane development, although we do have a tropical storm someplace. That Sahara dust goes away by mid-August. In fact, there are places right now which I wasn't able to find the dust, but by mid-August it goes away. That's when the hurricanes start to form, and it could be supercharged, not could be, you know, The water temperatures provide enormous amounts of energy. Warm water is the fuel for these hurricanes. So that's something which is very concerning. But let's talk about something else. Why are the water temperatures so warm? So here's the thing. You know, El Nino is a variable in this. But if you go back to the end of April, the very end of April, there actually was a ocean floor heat wave of unknown cause on the ocean floor all the way down there the water temperatures went up across the world to an average of about 70 degrees if you exclude the arctic areas this is something that we spoke about in a previous episode this is really a major variable you know the heat rises this is a major variable and it's contributing to the very warm surface water temperatures And the way we know this to be true is really because this past winter, even when the polar vortex, when these tremendous Arctic air would go over the waters, we still had above normal water temperatures. You know, places in Texas right now are experiencing a drop in water temperatures. There are areas where the water temperatures are down to 83, 84 degrees, but generally speaking, the water temperatures are up. And... Some people say that once the hurricane season starts, that's what's going to bring the water temperatures down. They might be right. The only thing is is that the source for the heat in this case is a little bit mysterious. So it's not going to be quick to go down. There's something else which is keeping the water temperatures up. Meanwhile, we have something called coral reef bleaching. That doesn't mean that the coral reef is dying out, but it means that it's prone to die out, and the coral reef is important for climate. It absorbs a lot, it's a carbon sink actually, it absorbs a lot of the greenhouse gases, and they also it helps prevent the ocean from flooding. So it's really some phenomenal stuff, and there's a not just a coral reef bleach warning, it's actually a higher level than a warning. It's at an alert one, says the National Weather Service. So that could have some type of an effect as we go through the summer. But again, it has not died out. 1982 was really a tremendous. A tremendous coral reef bleaching. It's really more connected to El Nino, but we have more going on here than just El Nino. We have that mysterious heat that was coming from the bottom of the ocean in this case. And that's really what's bringing all these temperatures up over the southeast portions of our country. In regards to the dome of heat, I think the synoptic weather setup... I believe it's unique. If it is unique, it would be over the desert southwest. It's a little bit stronger than usual. Over the southeast, you know, we have the Bermuda high. The thing which is bringing those temperatures up, nobody speaks about a dome of heat, which is responsible for the hot weather in the desert south, in the southeast portions of our country. It's all about the water temperatures and about the high humidity, the heat index. That's what it's all about. In the desert southwest, it's all about the dome of heat. In the southeast, it's all about the water temperatures. Greenhouse gases have an impact as you go north. They have a more significant impact as you head over into the Arctic. We are seeing some places in northern Canada getting real warm, but you know, Alaska missed out again. Alaska missed out this year. Maybe it will come, but the solar insulation is rapidly dropping for portions of the Arctic, so it really becomes unlikely that anything impressive is going to be happening at this point for portions of the Arctic. That solar insulation is going quickly down. It's it's dropping quickest in the arctic more than any other place in the world as it does every year this time so they had their chance they got plenty hot we had areas which are you know 65 degrees north latitude hit 99 we had portions um, in the arctic which went into the 90s but it you know that's going to be becoming quite rare as we go through the summer because the solar insulation is dropping so much we have a one-day heat wave headed again for the st louis area Actually, it stays further south of St. Louis. It just stays in southeast Missouri as temperatures go into the mid-upper 90s, possibly 100 degrees Wednesday as that dome of heat over the desert southwest tries to expand northeast. And amazingly, it doesn't look like it's going to hit St. Louis. What's wrong with St. Louis? I don't know. The heat just isn't hitting there. Totally different than last summer. It's just not going there. And we have that front that continues to situate itself from the plains all the way to the east coast as usual. Thursday, a more significant cold front moves through the St. Louis area, bringing drier and cooler conditions. Temperatures actually will be dropping below normal for St. Louis. They're going to be nowhere near the front. Things are going to dry out, high temperatures. It's, you know, some forecasts say mid-80s, but it's just... It's rare You know Upper 80s That's what I think Upper 80s For St. Louis You have Canadian air Upper 80s But you know If there's a lot of smoke You know I guess you could end up With temperatures A couple degrees cooler Okay We're going to go Through the Washington Post Just to see some of these records Which are totally phenomenal Okay It reports something That we spoke about earlier Temperatures climbed as high As 128 degrees In Death Valley And approached all time records In Reno, Nevada Las Vegas Flagstaff, Arizona And Salt Lake City In parts of the south and southeast above normal temperatures and sauna-like humidity will make it feel intolerably hot with triple-digit heat indices continuing for days. The one amazing thing is that, you know, everyone talks about the dew points. The dew points are actually not that impressive to me when you look at the southeast portions of our country. It's just Oklahoma and Texas, you know, Corpus Christi. Those are the areas which are getting the 80-degree dew points. And actually, that's the area where the water temperatures are really not as high. It's just uh, an interesting thing. We uh, There are places near Texas which have a water temperature of about 90 degrees. Actually, I found in uh, one area by Lake Charles in Texas with a water temperature of 94 degrees. So come to think of it, <laughs> there is plenty heat going on over there. And perhaps that's why the, the dew points are so high over there. Uh, that's uh, very impressive. Uh, we have... The heat dome over the southern United States is one of several across the Northern Hemisphere that are bringing high-impact heat to Europe and Asia. Sunday featured a high temperature of 126 degrees in Sanboa, China. That's S-A-N-B-A-O, China. And that's the country's highest temperature ever observed. And that's also the highest temperature ever recorded north of 40 degrees north latitude. In Europe, the Italian island of Sardinia could approach 117 on Tuesday and Rome about 108 and that would actually end up being the all-time high temperature for Rome beating it by three degrees the heat index in the Persian Gulf International Airport in Iran we finally have a mention of Iran had a suffocating heat index of 152 degrees on Sunday Finally, Iran is mentioned. It's mentioned in regards to heat index. I don't know why it's not mentioned in regards to air temperatures in the Lute Desert and the Shustar County where the air temperature hit 138 according to AccuWeather. Today, the forecast for today, Monday, Albuquerque was set to tie a record of 104, set in 1980. Toxin may fall just a degree shy of its 111-degree record, set in 2005. Austin expected to approach a record of 105, set in 1984. Corpus Christi, Texas, is forecast did 100, tying a record set in 1998. San, San Angelo, Texas, is expected to reach 106. That's a record. Uh, that's tying the records in 1989 and San Antonio is predicted to fall a degree shy of a record only hitting 104 so all of these records are either tying a record or a degree less than a record nothing too impressive with the exception of Rome if it actually t- does beat uh, I think that's tomorrow and it actually ends up beating it by three degrees uh, that would be something you know that's Tuesday and for some reason, it doesn't want to tell us what the air temperatures were in Iran. That we go to AccuWeather and they report 138 on Sunday. Uh, that was actually 138 on Friday, to tell you the truth. Whatever was said in the previous episode, Laredo and. Uh, Wichita Falls, Texas is aiming for 109, one degree short of last year's record. Now Phoenix is forecast to challenge several records. One of them we spoke about, the 18 straight days of 110 or higher. That was set in June 1974, so today was the 18th day. Temperatures forecasted 112 every day through this coming Sunday. The heat is increasing, wildfires out southwest in California, the Rabid Fire. The n- nearby station next to Death Valley, Badwater, that's the name of the place, remained at 120 degrees after midnight. Now, it says the Earth's highest temperature ever observed so late at night. According to the weather historian Maximiliano Har- However, I just want to add in that some of these heat bursts that occur in the plains have been reported to burn the crops with temperatures going above 120. So this does not include heat bursts. Uh, many of those heat bursts, we just do not know how hot it is. We have unbelievable temperatures being reported by heat bursts, but they're not verifiable. Reno, Nevada, reached 108 Sunday, matching its highest temperature ever observed. Kingsman, Arizona, set an all-time record of 114. Flagstaff, Las Vegas, and Salt Lake Cities missed all-time highs by one degree, but they set calendar day records. Flagstaff, 96. Las Vegas, 116. Salt Lake City, 106. Phoenix did not set a record high on Sunday, but they saw low temperatures bottom out only in the 90s, which is a record for eight days in a row, meaning the temperature has not dropped under 91 over the past eight days. Sacramento and Stockton in California's Central Valley set calendar day records of 109 Sunday, and the heat moved up into the Columbia River Basin, including Idaho, Idaho Falls, which made a calendar day record of 98 degrees. It's interesting to see what these records were for the overnight lows and how places like St. Louis have warmer records than this. Key West, Florida only dropped to 85 degrees Sunday morning. That's a record warm minimum for the date. That's shocking. I would think it would be warmer than that. Anyways, the real issue over here, which is going to impact long-term weather and make this year quite an interesting year is those really hot water temperatures in the Atlantic Ocean in the southeast portions of the United States, including eastern portions of the Gulf of Mexico. That's going to impact our weather long term, and that's also going to impact the destructive hurricanes. So that's something really that deserves the most focus. The heat is, uh, you know, these things occur every summer. We have lots of records, but You know, it's going to be gone in just right when hurricane season starts. Thank you for listening. I wish everyone a wonderful night and have a wonderful week. You've been listening to the podcast Weather with Enthusiasm.